Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Hello, horror hounds, and welcome to Now Slaying, an It Slays podcast production where we break down the latest and greatest in the world of horror. I'm your not-so-humble host, Colton. I'm Rowan. And today on the show, we're going to be reviewing They Slash Them, which was released August 5th, 2022, exclusively on Peacock, I think. I don't think this is available anywhere else. No, I Um, don't think so. But uh, Rowan, as per usual on the show, uh, before we get into the discussion, I'm dying to know, were you looking forward to They Slash Them? Uh, So I was. Uh, I remember seeing the trailer, (laughs) and I was pretty excited uh kevin bacon in a horror movie uh i thought the premise was pretty cool because you know there's no probably not much more terrifying for real life than gay conversion uh agreed yeah and just the history of uh those camps and and you know the the church's relationship with the lgbtq community so I was like, you know, this is an interesting premise. I didn't really know anything other than the trailer. And I was just like, yeah, I was like, you know, this is uh, I thought it was very Jordan Peele-esque. I was like, this is like, oh, God, I, I was like the topic and just like how we're turning like, you know, very get out. We're turning this like real life horror into like what seemed to be like this kind of, you know, witty uh, you know, horror metaphor. So mm-hmm. I was I was pretty excited. Uh, what about yourself? So I was a little bit more reserved on it. I did see like Bloody Disgusting cover it there a couple of months ago. And when I looked at whatever they had, uh, kind of like in the article, it didn't really get my juices flowing. I was kind of like, I don't know if this is going to be good. Um, obviously, we've been discussing behind the scenes on the show that, oh, we have to cover this. You know, probably a lot of people in our audience, you know, members of the LGBTQ plus people specifically would probably enjoy to hear our thoughts on this, provided it was a good movie. So, yeah, I mean, we've been looking forward to doing this for a long time. Uh, I didn't see the reviews before I watched it. Um, Rowan didn't share his letterboxed opinions or message me or anything. Uh, so I went in with essentially basically thinking that, ah, this might be middling, you know, it might be a little bad. And, um, basically what I got was, uh, far worse than that is what I'll say. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to jump the gun. I don't want to get into the discussion, but yeah, was I looking forward to this? Ah, a little bit, I suppose. I, I was looking forward to Prey, you know, the Predator movie a lot more, and then Bodies, 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 despite that trailer being almost insufferable. I'm looking forward to that a lot more than this, is what I'll say. If this was uh, made by A24, would you be more excited? Dude, slap A24 on anything, and I'm more excited. <laughs> I just moved away from the mic because I had to sh- flex my T-shirt, the big A24 logo across it. So, But, uh, yeah, I mean, with that, I'd say let's just get into the trailer. It's a great day to be alive, isn't it? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm guessing that some of you, you're not happy. Maybe you don't fit in. People make fun of you. Well, I can't make you straight, but you give us this week and we might be able to help. Today, we're going to be exploring traditional gender roles. 
Look how long they've been doing this. It's time to play. This could get a lot worse. Where's my killer? We need to get out of here. Taste? Just enjoy the sunshine and work on your tan. They slash them. Streaming only on Peacock, August 5th. What you just heard is from the movie They Slash Them, written and directed by John Logan, and the story is as follows. A group of teenagers at an LGBTQ plus conversion camp endure unsettling psychological techniques while being stalked by a mysterious masked killer. Now, Rowan, here on Now Slang, we like to keep things relatively spoiler-free up front uh, before getting into more in-depth, spoiler-filled discussion. And this is a movie that I guess you could spoil if you care to have this movie spoiled. You know, I don't know who is avoiding spoilers for this. But uh, just for the few people, you know, the few listeners that may be avoiding spoilers, uh, what are your spoiler-free thoughts on They Slash Them? First, I'll say, you know, I I was pretty excited because as it was coming out i was uh i was looking at john logan the name didn't really hold any weight with me i like i didn't recognize it then i looked it up and i was like man this is impressive i'm like this guy's like you know written so many things that have been like nominated for oscars this guy Mm created now i've never seen penny dreadful but Everyone I know is like a massive Penny Dreadful fan, and I know he created it, and uh, so I was like, oh, like, shit, like, we really got some, you know, pedigree here, Uh, you know, he's a a prominent, like, he's a gay man in Hollywood, so, you know, it was cool, because obviously that was the first thing I looked for, I was just like, oh, like, you know, is it just like a member of the community? Yeah. Yeah. Is he a member of the community? Is it just like some random straight guy that's like, yeah, I'm going to make this. This seems scary. Mm -hmm. So yeah, going into it, uh, I feel like we had a, had a similar discussion with, uh, prey. Uh, so I pressed play on this, uh, you know, whether I watched it through Peacock or other means, (laughs) I, I pressed play and I was like, what? I was like, this is like almost an hour and 50 minutes. I was like, all right, yeah. like, I was like, maybe this is going to be a, a ride, a, a real ride. So I just want to go through, you know, the movie starts. I'm pretty excited. We get the bus load. We we get the kill or a kill at the beginning. I'm not really giving anything away with that. Uh, you know, no, it's a, you know, yeah. it's a slasher movie. Somebody dies in the slasher movie. Rowan yeah, well, just spoiled it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I just think... The premise was really good. It was a cool idea. I just don't think it was executed well. I, I, I'm really struggling on the spoiler-free thing just because I'm not sure who this is for. I'm not sure who this is targeted at. Like, it's very, uh, like, there's a lot of weird stereotyping stuff in this. Yep. I've got to read more, obviously, like we said, like, this just came out, so I'm kind of reading all the, like, think pieces and everything about it as they come, but, you know, I I seem to kind of be seeing rumblings that I don't think, you know, a a lot of the LGBTQ plus community is thrilled with this. 
that's what I've been getting as well in a little bit of reading and kind of looking around. I yeah, I, I think there has been some weird ideas in the movie uh, with like trans people and I, it, it's just, yeah, my initials are, it's kind of bizarre and I'm not really sure who it's for. And that's really my thoughts on it. And my recommendation is, is like, no, no, <laughs> just, uh, I don't think you need to see this. Um, maybe, I don't know. Are, are you into like really bad CW shows? Like maybe then <laughs> I don't know who this is for. And that's really where I struggle with my ideas about this because I don't think a smart audience is going to be into this. It's like super dumbed down. I'm going to save most of my comments because it's, I, I've got like some actual plot points to right. uh, discuss. So I'm, I'm going to pass it off to you on what your uh, spoiler free thoughts are and your recommend. Yeah. So going into this, basically, like you said, John Logan, uh, he's been nominated for three Oscars. He won one for Hugo. He did Skyfall, which I love. More importantly, the fans of this podcast, he also wrote uh, Sweeney Todd. So, you know, (laughs) I gave that movie a slay. And I'm going to basically just spoil it right now. This movie fucking sucks. It it is awful. I'm like, I'm usually trying to be the more like professional person on the show. You know, Rowan kind of will kind of take the the other role. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to say blatantly, this movie fucking sucks. I, I really didn't like it. It's one of the worst things I've seen this year. I think uh, a lot of the movie is kind of going for performance activism, where essentially they're saying talking points without actually... Uh, kind of making good on those talking points. I think there's loads of stereotypes and almost sympathizing with the gay conversion camp therapists more than the actual people that are at the camp. Almost like rationalizing some of the ideology there, which is really twisted and really fucked up. And in a better movie, maybe that could be interesting to some degree if it was handled very nuanced with a very, very good screenplay. But basically, I, I knew this movie sucked, like, almost from the opening scene. Um, so I, I do not like this movie. I do not recommend it. I have loads of notes to get into the spoiler-filled discussion. Honestly, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen it, just don't watch it and just listen to our spoiler-filled discussion anyways because, uh, like, we're doing you a service here. Like, this this movie sucks. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I really hope this idea is repurposed in five years by a far more incompetent or incompetent, a far more competent creative team, because I do believe it is rife for kind of like a Jordan Peele esque take on it. But this is like stupid. This is awful. Like, and we're going to get into the reasons why. Uh, But yeah, this, this is like, hopefully everyone forgets that this even existed. I think this movie was essentially made because of a clever title and kind of just basically being like, now's the time for this movie, you know, now's the time we need to have this movie that, you know, kind of legitimizes LGBTQ plus people in the horror realm when they've been consistently punched down upon, basically, in the horror realm, you know, usually just one token character in a movie if you're lucky. So, yeah, this movie, what we got, shouldn't have been made. It sucks. I don't recommend it. And, uh, yeah, I'm going to rip it apart even more in the spoiler-filled discussion, so... Yeah. Should we just get into it? Should we just cut on over to the spoiler-filled discussion? I think so. All right. Let's uh, let's cut on over there and uh, let's get into it. 
So Rowan, uh, how about you kick things off in this spoiler-filled discussion? I was a little bit more heated than you. I'm a little bit annoyed. It was so much so that I was legitimately wondering if this movie was a joke. And I was kind of like, about 20 minutes in, I was like, why are we even covering this on the show? But uh, yeah, go ahead, man. (laughs) Get into it. So like I said, I mean, obviously when I turned it on, anything we've learned in the history of horror with slashers is no slasher should be over an hour and 20 minutes. They don't work. They never work when they're longer than that. They're, it's always just drawn out, which this movie 100% is. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm so lost for words. This, like, this movie takes, we get the first kill in, like, the first, you know, minute. Which mm-hmm. we're you know we're, we're on good terms with me. I'm like, all right, cool. Like, we have you know some bad ripoff of of Friday the Thirteenth. They're wearing a mask. It's kind of whatever. I f- like I can't put my finger on it, but I'm like I feel like I've seen this mask or a style of this mask and something else. Kind of looks like I don't know, like maybe like the mask from Valentine or So I was gonna say to me it kinda looks like the mask from Hush a little bit, but just with like a, a cut through the middle of yeah. it, you know. And uh yeah. And then it's kinda like, well, I I hope you enjoyed that kill because now you're just gonna basically watch a full length movie before we see any other kills and you know what should be like a witty like you said, like Jordan esque smart slasher movie i had no problems like we get the bus of the kids so we're we're getting introduced to the kids i love the premise i'm like all right like i'm very optimistic still when i'm watching this and i'm like okay you know we're they and she and he and all all these people Mm -hmm. are you know very stereotyped but I, at first, I'm giving it the benefit of the doubt. I'm like, all right, we're going to, like, play into, like, how these stereotypes work. And, like, it's kind of going to be campy but witty. And I'm like, all right, like, I, I can see what they're maybe they're trying to do. Kevin Bacon, like, hands down, like, may, he's the only redeeming factor for me of this movie. I loved his performance. I'll say that up front. Like, uh, do I think they used him like they should have no but like let's get kevin in a a good horror movie and let him be fucking weird like this there's so much potential for kevin bacon being weird but yeah like there there's nothing exciting after about 10 minutes you realize like this is a very poorly funded straight to streaming movie. Like it looks like I'm watching a soap opera. It like, it sucks that it's just, it's long. It's drawn out. Like I said, it's like a CW show where there, it's like a lot of talking. There's nothing going on. There's no tension being built. You're not building a connection with any of these people. All your cast of campers, they want you to build a connection with them by being like, oh, okay, well, you know, uh, they're non-binary or she's trans, but you know absolutely nothing else about them. There's no character development. 
So they they want like and when I say they like I obviously I'm talking about you know the pieces of shit that made this movie. Mm-hmm. They just want you to connect with these people solely on like how they identify and nothing else. They give these characters nothing else, which to me is you know and obviously you know we say this all the time like me and Colton they're like two straight white guys complaining about this but exactly yeah even as a straight white guy i was like this is pretty offensive that it's just like (laughs) i kind of felt that way as well (laughs) yeah like i was like if i'm offended i can only imagine because if there's anything to me that's more offensive than non-representation it's just like half ass no effort representation and and it just it doesn't work as a it doesn't really work as a slasher. It's a slasher for the last 15 minutes of the movie and that's it. The whole idea of conversion therapy should be terrifying. We get one scene of conversion therapy. That's it. That's the only build up we have of like this is bad. Like we we are in danger as an audience and as characters. And then that's it. There there's nothing else to do with conversion therapy other than weird shitty photo old photographs that I was just like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's like, "Oh, there's a photo of a boy in a dress in this one old photo that we show three or four times." And I'm like, "Okay. All right." <laughs> what is the importance of this? It's just like, oh, and also, um, I, I get what you're saying now, the other photographs, that so this movie has a huge reveal in it, and I'm going to spoil it right now. Did you know that children were abused at conversion therapy camps? <laughs> this movie treats it like it is this huge reveal, and you have to be fucking stupid to ever like think that that didn't happen at conversion therapy camps. And it's literally like, the the kids at the camp start like gossiping amongst each other about it, like, oh my god, do you know what used to happen here? And then even like the therapist and like people in the camp are like, oh no, I never knew that. And I'm like, you're stupid. Like, like the thing is, like this movie's treating this like it's this grand reveal, and it's like anybody with half a brain knows that that shit happened at the camps. Like those kids were probably sexually assaulted and molested and far worse at the camps as well. And it's just kind of like this movie doesn't really get into it at all. Basically, my whole issue with this movie, like technically, it, it, it's like cinematography wise a lot of it is probably framed fine and like it's not like shaky cam like it's probably shot fine it looks very like cheap whatever like but like i don't even care about that like usually i'm very much like oh i'm gonna give the movie points because it was technically well made or you know some there was some competent aspects of it this movie basically poses with kevin bacon in the opening scene that he's like yeah i'm a conversion camp counselor but i'm also really cool you know it's it's like look i'm gonna mention jesus and this is gonna be the last time we mention him and oh i'm so progressive and oh you know i know about non-binary people and oh you know i'm cool with all that but we still only have two cabins and you know our funding's cut so you have to choose are you male or female you know type of shit and it's just like why are we having so much effort into trying like make this conversion camp guy, you know, the leader of the camp, cool? Why are we putting so much effort into making making him such a character, making him very charismatic, 
very like oh this is the conversion camp counselor but he fucks is kind of like the vibe you get from it like he kind of curses a couple of times and it's like bro this sucks right off the bat i'm just like this is like a terrible take i know you said you liked them and what i'd probably say is the performances in this movie by a lot of just like the main cast of counselors are actually like okay like there's some choices and directions they went with certain characters that i hate but I'd say, like, I think, like, let's say, like, Jordan, for example, the non-binary character that um, kind of the movie makes this big deal out of right in the beginning that they're non-binary and they, they choose not to be, obviously, male or female, right? And they use they, them pronouns. Um, I think that Jordan's actor is really trying, and I think they give a pretty good performance for what they're probably told to do but this movie is very much like single tier movie and you'll know what I mean when you're watching it it's like so many scenes they just basically want the actors to kind of give a single tier to kind of almost show like you're supposed to feel sympathetic here you're supposed to feel a little bit emotional and it's like bro we're watching a slasher movie where like Jordan goes into therapy and we're hoping to learn more about Jordan and they're you know what happened with them or like when did they discover that they're non-binary or how they feel like get a little bit more insular and get to know that character and what we get instead is just the therapist telling them the entire time that oh when I grew up it would have been great if I could have chose to be a boy because all my brothers were in the navy and I wanted to be in the navy and basically she just like trauma dumps onto Jordan and then like the scene's over we don't learn anything about Jordan <laughs> and it's just like this movie spends more time rationalizing and legitimizing the people on the wrong end of things than the people in the camp so the entire time I was just like why are we trying to sympathize with these people these people should be treated like horror characters <laughs> like why why do we care I I was like I don't care they should be getting killed off quickly and it's just like most of them last like 90 minutes into this hour and 40 minute movie or 45 minutes whatever it is so that sucks and then also just this movie is like constantly patting itself on the back for like using buzzwords or kind of like scenarios like they bring up like well why don't you just choose to be straight or why don't you just choose to be gay or why don't you why did you transition why don't you just wear boys clothes or girls clothes it's just like it's like they bring up those points that probably those people in those communities constantly get questioned and harassed with but like they never really give the time to kind of like answer them or like explain why that ideology is kind of so fucked up and i was just literally i was waiting for this movie to ever say anything and ever kind of represent that community in a positive light other than just literally having them on screen like having yeah. like oh, we, there are trans actors in this movie or non-binary actors in this movie or gay actors in this movie. I, I was waiting for them to kind of say something, kind of make good on it, because obviously a lot of people that watch this movie are probably going to be members of that community looking to see themselves represented on screen. Probably they might know some of the actors in this movie and they're going to watch it. And like, if I felt kind of offended and kind of like, this feels like somebody Googled what a non-binary person is and what a pronoun is and then wrote a script on it so i'm kind of surprised to hear you say that the writer director of this movie is a gay man because i was kind of like this feels like i don't know it feels like their daughter told them that they're gay and like he's struggling to come to grips with it so he wrote this movie to like tell his daughter that he loves her or something you know that's what it felt like to me when i was watching it it's where it's like okay dad i appreciate the sentiment but it's incredibly misguided and just kind of fucked up what you actually made well and i think the biggest issue uh with 
the director and the writer. It's not an orientation thing. I mean, it's the fact that I think he's like 60. Like, he's like mid-50s to 60. You know, this is a continuous problem, I think, in movies right now and, and with Hollywood in general is we know now. You know what? Like, if you're like 50, 60, like, it's not it. Like, you're not writing, you're not writing a script, directing a movie that's going to be, you know, quote unquote, lit with the kids. Like, it just, it, <laughs> it, it doesn't, yeah. uh, it, it's not happening. And this is like a prime example of you just have like older people that are like, yeah, yeah, that's what the kids are into. Like, the kids are going to love this. And they just are so out of touch and have like, no idea and everything is just like a joke everything is is poorly written no thought and like i said like it's just they're treating the audience like idiots it's really by saying like well you're gonna watch this and the joke is on you because we put no thought into absolutely anything i was just gonna say like you were uh you were talking about the the therapist uh, when they we have the session with Jordan, I I like the therapist in that because at, at that point I was like, okay, maybe we're gonna get into something. And like, I was like, I thought she gave off like a pretty creepy, like that scene. She was pretty creepy. It was really intense. And I was like, all right, like we're gonna get like super serious now. And then that was it. That was it. Like. Like you said, like, not just the campers, the counselors, everyone, no one is given any time. I don't know how in like an hour and 50 minutes, we don't give a single character any time to develop as a character. We don't know any of these characters in almost a two hour movie. Other than the scene right in the beginning where they're all sitting around in a circle and essentially saying why they're at camp and what they want to accomplish. And I think they give you like the explanation in terms of like 15 seconds on two or three of them. Then we just montage through the rest. And I'm not saying like all the characters need to be like, well, when I was 14, I decided I was non-binary, or when I was 12, I realized I liked the girl, or something. Like, I'm not saying that, but they're, and that would be bad as well. But, I mean, just something to grasp onto for all these characters, other than that they're just members of that community. Like, anything to like these characters, the movie just treats them as, like, and it's not like they're not tokens because there's multiple people there, but they treat like the whole group as a token. Where yeah. like they're not given any any time to flesh out or really be anything more than just like representation. The movie's good now. You know, like performance activism. We're gonna mention all these things and say we're against them, but then the movie kinda also sides with a lot of those ideologies or doesn't give equal weight to both sides. So like that that therapist scene, I agree that it was like very serious. And the movie's whole kind of vibe for a lot of it is trying to be really slow and serious. Like you said, it's like, it's boring. It's not really a good slasher movie. It's not really a good movie in any regard, but it's trying to say something, but basically says nothing the entire time. There were parts in this movie where I was wondering if it was like, almost like self-parody. You know, like sometimes you watch a movie, like... I don't know, for like, let's say Get Out, which obviously is the great version of this, when they say like, oh, I would have voted for Obama for a third term, we kind of laugh at it because we know that's like, oh, like, lots of white people say that, be like, I'm not racist, I voted for Obama, right? (laughs) Type shit. This movie kind of says that, but then the movie is not clever enough to like let us in 
and know that it's on the right side of things is what I find. It says shit like that and then just believes that because this filmmaker would have voted for Obama for a third term, he's not racist. Where Jordan Peele's like, I'm putting this in here because I know it's kind of funny but also kind of fucked up and you know there's multiple like there's depth to this this I, I don't trust the creative team behind this enough that like they knew what they were doing with anything they were saying even if they spend all the time in the world discussing it at length and kind of talking in circles and mentioning buzzwords it's like i i don't trust you guys it is you're not competent enough <laughs> there was weird plot holes that didn't make any sense so like we have all the counselors and then uh we have uh, Gabriel, who we, like, discover mm-hmm. is working with the counselors. Uh, you know, they're kind of like the thirst trap uh, for the gay men at the camp. Yeah, luring them in to kind of, like, give into their liminal urges so then they have to go into a stronger version of counseling your therapy yeah which it was just bizarre because it was like okay well if these counselors are like as fucking crazy as you want us to believe like why is gabriel part of their crew like they allow gabriel to exist as a gay guy but as this unfolds even though we get the speech at the beginning, Kevin Bacon saying, oh, we're cool. It doesn't matter. We learn they're not cool. They expect you to change. But, like, obviously they're cool with Gabriel, and they're, you know, he's hanging out with them, and he's allowed to God, exist. I... And, it, and, like, it just it doesn't make any sense. Once again, I just can't believe this is written by a gay man because, once again, as a straight guy, like, and reading a little bit into conversion camps or like seeing it discussed in the news because Canada finally banned them, let's say, within the last year or, you know, stuff like that. There's been a couple of movies that have covered it within the last 10 years as well. So I've learned more about it and saw like what actually goes on at them and like also being brought up Christian. Obviously, I've I was part of the church when they were very much against gay people, hating gay people like my denomination is pretty extreme. Um which is also part of the reason why I'm not practicing it or really like all that religious <laughs> anymore. I The movie is so confused. Like they're trying to make, it's almost like what if conversion camp was fun? We're going to be, you know, hanging out and we're going to be staying up late and we're going to be doing tug of war and we got all these fun activities planned for you. It's like, it, uh, it just shocks me that it's written by a gay dude because it's literally like, did you think conversion camp was like summer camp? Like, did you think that it was actually like fun? Like I, everything I've seen is it's literally like torture. So it's yeah. like, why, why are you literally making it into like a summer camp? And uh, the movie, like you were talking about it, not making sense. I think at a conversion camp, they wouldn't like pair up all the same sex couples and handcuff them to each other and then send them out to spend nights alone with each other. I was like, that seems like a pretty big oversight. And then constantly people are just breaking off into little groups of two. And then, you know, we had some like TNA and a couple of sex scenes and stuff. I'm like, this would never happen at a real camp. They would have people watching you all the time. And if you were going to be paired up into couples, it would be, you know, hetero yeah. groups, right? It'd be male, female, all of them, or, you know, what they deem male, female, you know? So it's just like everything about the movie just makes no sense. It's funny. Like I have like technical things put down here that it's just like none of the rifles have any kick to them when they're on the shooting range but it's like it's kind of like even pointless to get into that because like everything is so just incompetent god like the writing uh the writing is like absolutely atrocious in this movie it is bad like 
there's a scene with one of the girls where clearly one of the counselors is kind of coming on to her a bit. She has like a lesbian fetish. Like she gets off on just kind of like, I don't know if it's like making people uncomfortable or if she's actually lesbian herself. You know, there's like a dry humping scene with her and her husband at one point where they're kind of looking at same sex couples and getting off on it. Um, I kind of took that. They were trying to say like she was lesbian and that the, like the conversion actually didn't work. They just hit yeah, it. That's, that's kind of what I got too. And I, I wasn't sure if it was also like a kink or something because she does come on to that girl at one point and it feels like to me i wasn't sure if she was testing her but her line is something along the lines of you have curves like a pie uh, you're perfectly formed just like your pie curvy on the outside juicy on the inside and i'm like what is this <laughs> like it's such you've an never, awful line you never described a pie that way i'm i'm always like damn that pie's thick. I've I've never described a pie that way or a woman that way. So it's just I, when I was watching it, I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Then there's also like a heart the heart scene where they're talking about how it's like I come from a very very straight suburb. Like you don't understand. Everyone there isn't like me. I'm the only one who's different or something like that. Like it's just like it's it's so like melodramatic and like so bad. Like all the lines are awful. Um, even like Jordan near the end of the movie where he's choosing whether or not to kill the big camp counselor guy, which once again, if this movie was kind of like proper and showed like just how horrifying these places are, he probably would have just killed the guy or at least ran off or something. But like the only bit of like torture or anything in this movie is just getting like zapped uh, a bit. Like it's kind of like Pavlov's dog conditioning where it's just like it's aversion therapy where it's like you see what you like and they zap you so you don't like it anymore. You know, it's like when people kind of like use the wristband thing don't you know, talk about a, dogs band. dogs are a rough spot in this movie that's true we'll get into that into in a second as well <laughs> but it's just yeah it's just like this this movie is so dumb but yeah he, he winds up saying like out loud no i'm strong enough to do this and he like puts the gun down and i'm like what is this this is like anime writing or some shit like it, it's like awful it's so like yeah, I, I just couldn't believe like how bad all the writing was. And then seeing this guy's writing credits, I, I'm literally like, I don't know how this happened. Like, I, I don't know how it happened. There's there's nothing good in this movie on the writing side. It's all awful. Like, I, I, I only wrote three or four quotes down, but I could have wrote a hundred quotes down. <laughs> like, it's almost like every line in this movie is bad. But yeah, you mentioned the dog. You mentioned Old Duke. Old um, Duke. <laughs> dude, that is a... Uh, a weird ass scene too like the the movie cuts from killing a dog to a lesbian love scene on a dock and i was just like what a weird movie to go from a scene where like you murder a dog once again you know we recorded like uh prey a little bit earlier this week and i mentioned that in that that uh movie they oh i won't say this but they they well, i'll say it i'll spoil it they don't kill the dog in prey in this movie they kill the dog and with Prey, I was kind of like, I think it could have added something. For this, it's just, like, kind of random. They're like, bro, if you don't become a man and kill this animal, because that's what <laughs> men do, we kill animals, we're going to break both of its legs, you're going to watch it bleed to death and suffer. And I was like, what on earth is happening here? And it's supposed to be this really horrific scene, which it is conceptually. And then we go directly from that to just a lesbian love scene. Like, that's, like, very explicit. And I was like... What is this movie doing? It is so bizarre. And then I think we go from the lesbian love scene to just like, you know, a, a man-on-man love scene, like in a lake that goes to like a cabin. And, you know, it's just, ugh, bro, I I don't know. Yeah, it's just, it's just weird. And 
as I was watching, like watching it, I got it that I was like, okay, so we're, you know, we're flipping the slasher trope or you're not really flipping it, but like the campers aren't being killed. The none of the campers are being killed. It's the counselors being killed. But to me, the issue was that added like other than they're at conversion camp, like specifically dealing with the horror of it being a slasher movie. There's like no danger to the campers. I mean, A, they're not doing any of the horrific conversion stuff other than the one time. Uh, mm-hmm. And B, like, the counts, like, these crazy, shitty counselors are the ones getting murdered. Like, the kids, there's no danger to the kids about the and, the murders. And it's so slow, too. It's like, I think, like, the custodian who has a weird-ass name, I think it's like, well, it's not Baphomet. It's like, is it Balthazar? Is that his name? Yeah, I don't know. He has a weird-ass weird name. Um, He gets killed off probably, like, 30 minutes or 40 minutes into the movie. And it's just kind of like they cut to him, and he's on, like... <laughs> Windows 97 watching an HD stream of these girls shower and I was like okay first of all this makes no sense you know like it would never work that way it was like crystal clear like footage (laughs) from the shower on Windows 97 but also it's like they take all this time to like cut around his room and show like ventriloquist dummies everywhere and I'm like yeah okay sure they are creepy but, like, the only reason they're there is to be creepy, like, if you don't like ventriloquist dummies. And then he just, like, dies. He gets, like, his head head bashed through the screen or something. Yeah. And I think the next people that are killed, I think it's, like, probably another 30 to 40 minutes. And I feel like most of them just die within the last 15 minutes. I think you said that earlier. Yeah. But it's very much just, like, movie's not smart enough to be not a slasher and slow and really handle this subject matter the way it should be handled very like horrific just conceptually of what is going on and it's not even entertaining enough to be like campy and stupid and just full of blood and gore and just kind of appealing to like your most base like reptilian brain you know it's 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 just it's all around just like boring it's not even good for like a get drunk and watch with your friends type movie it's just it's just bad i i'm I don't even know what to say about it anymore. I really don't have much to say about it. I mean, I will I will commend, like, as we were talking, I was, you know, looking at my phone, and, and I saw, like, the, you know, all the, tra- all the trans characters are played by trans people, like, the non-binary characters played by a non-binary character. So, I mean, salute to that, because, I mean, you know, it, yeah, it's I, great that, you know, they're all getting work, but, you know... I wish it was in a horror movie that, you know, had some merit and was actually smart and good and thus would probably get seen a lot more. I mean, realistically, it pro- Blumhouse probably would have put it in the theater. Yeah, I, I commend them for doing that as well. But once again, it's basically like what this movie does. It's yeah. kind of like it says things or it does things that are the right choice. But then... You cast all these characters, right? All these actors that are actually trans playing trans characters or non-binary playing non-binary. And then you don't really give them enough to work with to actually be like an excellent character that like, oh my God, this person shines. Like this is their breakout movie. They're going to go on to work with fucking Robert Eggers next year or something. Like none of these people that are in this movie are basically going to have a career because of this movie. You cast them all in this like shitty movie. And it's like, yeah, I, I'm glad I'm happy for them as well that they got a paycheck. And 
but it's like imagine if they were actually in a movie where all their characters were written well and they had a chance to shine and then for the people that are still transphobic or homophobic or whatever phobic they could have like literally maybe changed their mind a little bit on it which is dumb you know or it's like weird to say like that but there, a lot of those people still exist so yeah. it's like this isn't going to change anyone's mind like if somebody who is homophobic watched this movie, they would just think the camp counselors are cool, right? It's just like it's just it's completely like misdirected. It's it's so awful. Did you catch what the killer's name was in the movie? No, I I, you, was, I was pretty zoned in. It, it was Angela, like in uh, Sleepaway Camp, like Sleepaway and it's Camp, re- revealed right at the end of the movie. She's like, "Oh, my real name's Angela." It was a stupid Ugh, choice it, to kill her anyway. A I figured it out like in twenty minutes. I was like, "Yeah, it's it's definitely this person," and it was just yeah. it, the reveal. Like, I was like, "There's no reason that a shock reveal." I should be like, "Oh, okay, cool." Like, I just mm-hmm. didn't care. Yeah, it didn't really seem like anyone in the movie really cared. And no. and then we're just like, it was kind of weird because then we're just like kind of dumped this exposition and like the last two minutes of the movie of you know, why they're the killer, and it was just, I didn't care. I was like, I should care. I should be like, oh, my God, like, but I was just like, oh, okay, cool. But, yeah, once again, to me, it's just like when she said her name was Angela, it winds up being like a thing that certain audiences will like if they get the reference, because as I listened to last week on the episode, you know, certain people do like sleepaway camp that are members of you know the trans community so it's like they would kind of vibe with oh that's a cool little reference or a little throwback you know referencing that movie but also there's loads of people that are just be like disturbed and reminded of sleepaway camp that like truly hate that movie when they're watching this movie in my opinion a far worse movie but it's just like basically they wanted to say that like they wanted to wink at the audience and be like oh we know we know the other horror movie that has you know trans representation in it but like very kind of poorly handled in a transphobic scene right it was just it was so weird it was like you change you can just pick any name in the world and you choose angela you know to in my opinion to directly relate to that movie maybe that wasn't the case but i i don't understand how it's not before we give the rating which is probably pretty obvious if you've been listening i think we need to discuss pink um (laughs) (laughs) because the song uh what is it like fucking perfect or something by pink it comes up twice in this movie, and that first scene when they were singing that song, it was so earnestly done and not, like, tongue-in-cheek, and, like, we were supposed to be kind of, like, welling up with tears that, like, oh, my God, all these people are perfect, that I was like, this is, like, top-tier cringe. This is, like, I, I, like, I could barely watch it. It was, it was so cringy because it was, like, so earnestly done. It wasn't, like, fun. Like, it wasn't like that they were really into it other than one character. It was like, it was like almost like they were singing this pink song almost in like a tragic light. And then also like, I don't know, uh, you had what's his face standing out at the door watching them sing and like watching them relate with one another and, you know, enjoy each other's company. And he was kind of like angry by it. Oh, my God. It was just it was so terrible that I couldn't believe that they brought it back for the credits as well. Like the movie actually plays out on the pink song. What do you think of the pink song? They probably spent a lot of money on it, man. They were like, we got to get our oh, use out God. of it. Oh, God. Awful. I mean, not the song. I mean, in the movie, it's awful. You know? I mean, the using pink in that song didn't surprise me that, you know, a 56-year-old white guy picked it because I, I don't know anyone that listens to pink. I, I, feel, <laughs> I feel like pink hasn't been relevant for like 15 years, like the early 2000s. It was the heyday of pink, like... 
I, I don't know, maybe I'm out of touch, but I just feel like, I mean, we're to assume that all of these kids are pretty much underage. Yeah. Well, because their parents still have, you know, they can force them to go to camp, essentially. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I don't hear any kids listening to Pink, like... And knowing every word, too. Like, you know, these Zoomers, you know, they know all the words to this Pink song. It's just like... I, I just think, like... God. Especially musically, we have, like, so many... Like, there's so many trans, non-binary, like, gay artists that are, like, massive. I just... I, I feel like Pink isn't in rotation in any of these people's iPod. So I... Like I said, it's like the rest of the movie. It's just, I think John's out of touch. And I think he was just like, so oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know about you. I'm I'm ready to rate it. So Let's rate it. Yeah. So so if you're new to the podcast, our review rubric is nay, okay, yay, or slay. So Rowan, what would you give they slash them? Uh, so yeah, I'm going to give it a nay. Yeah. <laughs> you, you said it. It, it just, it, it's terrible. It sucks. It had so much potential. I think with the the concept and the idea, and as we continue to say, you know, if we had like a real auteur, like a Jordan Peele or someone like that, it would work. I mean, we've seen very sensitive, complicated social issues weaved into horror so well, especially in like the last, you know, like eight years that... There's no reason something like this should exist and it be this bad. And honestly, I'm not I'm not going to harp on it anymore. I don't it doesn't even deserve no. the time that we gave it. It's just No, it doesn't. It, it's not good. It's going to be forgotten real quick. Uh I have a whole conspiracy theory is I should have known it was shit. Uh when you get the Blumhouse intro because we didn't get the full Blumhouse intro, we got like the quick Blumhouse intro, which usually means they suck. Like, they're usually not good if you don't get the, just the full rollout intro. You get, like, the abbreviated version. You know, sadly, this movie wasn't abbreviated. So, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's going to be an A for me. Uh, What about you, Colton? It's an A. I'm not getting into it. I I said all my points on this. Like I said, we've wasted enough time on this movie. Hopefully, if you listen to us rip it apart, you enjoyed it a little bit. But, yeah, this is an A. This movie fucking sucks. Um, But that's all I have to say about it. And uh, yeah, if you've listened to the the podcast, if you enjoy the show, uh, be sure to follow us on social media at It Slays Podcast. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Slasher, Letterboxd. I'm forgetting a big one. Instagram, you know, at It Slays Podcast. You know, it'd mean a lot to us if you followed us or gave us a like or whatever you do nowadays on social media. And uh, Rowan, how about you plug the horrific uh, playlist? Yeah, so you can go to any of our social media, go to the link tree uh, in there, or just go on Spotify. Uh, It's called the It Slays Podcast Horrific Playlist, and we add uh, music from horror movies we review and horror movies that are just iconic uh, to help you get in the spooky mood. I will promise that uh, Pink will not be on it. Oh, man. I don't want anything that's going to, like, link someone to have to watch this. So. That's fair. 
uh, <laughs> yeah, go go check it out and get your spook on. Yeah, and uh, next time on the show, hopefully we're going to be covering bodies, bodies, bodies. I still can't see the showtimes in my area, but I hope that my theater's getting it. Uh, so yeah, provided it's playing near us, we're going to be doing bodies, bodies, bodies as our next show here on Now Slaying. Um, and with that, I think that wraps up uh, this episode. So until next time, I'm Colton. I'm Rowan. And as long as you keep listening, we'll keep slaying. Thank <laughs> you.